Are you always thinking of business ideas? You're naturally entrepreneurial and see opportunities everywhere? I do. Some I begin to gradually explore a bit deeper. Others I trash out really quickly. So how do I do that back-of-the-envelope thinking that helps me weed out what's feasible and desirable and viable from bad personal investments? My name is Dina Goebel and welcome to Diary of a Business Designer. Now you can register on my website, diaryofabusinessdesigner.com for email notifications and to stay updated on new episodes and other resources you can download. So I see business ideas everywhere. I see them in shops, currently in the town where I live. It's short on restaurants. I'd love to have a deli of locally produced foods. I see it in innovation in health. I see digital gaps in healthcare. I work in the art and I see opportunities for businesses to do better in the arts. Friends ask me all the time to coach on their businesses and their ideas. I'm just one of those people that have a small business mindset. I can't help it. I'm not going to go open a store and work in retail, but it's just what I see out in the field and out in the market. Others have big business mindsets. They want to you know, conquer the world. That's okay. We all have a different direction. However, each time my mind works systematically as a business designer, I click through a whole range of business design techniques and I do it intuitively because over time I have memorized a whole approach. I typically use something similar to a lean canvas model and I'll touch on that today and I bring that to life because it really does a full rounded exploration in your mind of factors to consider. Now in this episode I'm going to share an example. It's an example of what an idea that I had and I don't know if you've ever heard of painted silos. So here in Australia in across the regional areas we've got the big wheat silos and the you know big concrete or ugly tin constructions and artists have started painting them and they are just absolutely magnificent and I mean they really do contribute to local economic development the silo trail and I'll put a link in my notes you know attracts tourists from all over the world they they just are beautiful works of art and my idea was a means to merchandise and provide supporting merchandise to where the silos are located so what if I was to use a lean canvas approach? You know, what that is, it's kind of like a one-page business plan uh, and actually it was developed by Ash Mayura and it was adapted from the business model canvas. And so what Ash has done is he has put it together for the entrepreneurial mind that helps you deconstruct your idea into some of the key assumptions and it gives you a single-page summary of what you're thinking about for your business idea. I've put the link to the Lean Canvas in my podcast notes and on my webpage. So usually the first area is, is this something that customers would want? Actually, is it something they'd buy and why would they? I mean, what's what's important for a person uh, in having, in this case, merchandise for visiting a painted silo? Now, naturally, this isn't innovation, right? So this is just merchandising 101. But, you know, memorabilia and gifts, 
and also it should be a collectible. I mean, they, I, I have a passion about bringing art into the home, so this is a means to do that. I could also envisage a way of creating a social donation via the shop to the local community, so also supporting some economic revenue. How do customers behave and who are they? I mean, you know, you think that through and, of course, it's tourists and, you know, when you research the trends and the markets, the, the volume is growing. And then I researched merchandise stores and particularly the art galleries and I had a look at what do they sell. And, and by art galleries, I mean like this the state art gallery and the sort of merchandise they sell in, in the National Gallery. And, I mean, they clearly do quite well. They're large, well-stocked shops that support the art that people have come to see. I also thought about consumers, definitely collectors, return buyers, and how do I create an online store that allows who might be a tourist on day one to continue purchasing. So I could really envisage this continuity of revenue from the single customer. And of course, then, you know, as I said, there's opportunity for the local community to benefit as well. So customer behavior and the value proposition and the need to, to support tourist uh, memorabilia w was all not a problem. And so then my mind goes through, well, how might I do this? I mean, how would I get the merchandise? How would I get the images? And how would I sell it? And so, you know, I think about, okay, the photographs of the painted silos, I do regional Victoria first and then across Australia. Uh, it's easy enough to print on mass market level merchandise. You buy the product from probably China, probably get it printed there as well, but we also print in Australia. Easy enough to sell online. I've made website shops for some time now and then selling through local shops. And when I researched what was already out there, there wasn't really much in the way of competitors. Well, not at the time. I did this a few years ago. And there's always room for merchandise, particularly if you can do it quite well. So as a business designer, I'm using this mindset quite naturally. And it's actually a similar process I would use in a corporate venture, although the research, of course, is far more thorough. And so my next episode, I do cover an example, a corporate venture using design thinking. Talk about that more next episode. And the following episode, I'll talk about what I call an idea canvas. And it's a tool that I've put into place in organizations. Now, of course, if you want to be notified, as I mentioned, hop onto the website and that way you can get notified when new episodes come out to your inbox. And I also ask, please, if you are listening through your favorite podcast app, uh, Apple or Spotify or whatever, can you please subscribe, like or review or share? Uh, I am doing the podcast for free, but I do need to still collect some listeners and you can also follow me on LinkedIn. So this business idea is sounding really good so far. All right, there's market, it's it's not having to overinvest in innovation. Um, I could see a way to procure and produce and distribute the products. And so then it comes down to start working out some of the, the commercials on the back of an envelope. You kind of scratch it out, do a little bit of research. When I looked at buying the merchandise, it's quite cheap. As I said, I could bulk buy it from China, cost about $5 and then by the time per unit and then by the time I landed it because you know transport and customs and taxes and the like it's about $8 per unit then with printing onshore rather than offshore printing packaging and distribution then that would take that $8 up to $18 in cost 
I always like to lay a, a, at least a, a 20% overhead on a home business in particular. Larger corporates, of course, is 30% because you're paying you know, exorbitant costs on top of uh, running a business. Even just to do the marketing and the website and your running costs, I had the 20%. So the $18 became $22 per unit. And that seemed to work okay because the, the product itself was typically retailing at starting price of $30. You could have bonus versions and exclusive versions, etc. But if I was then selling for $30 to, to a customer, I would hope we would get a second sale. And then for each sale, I'd donate 50 cents per unit back to the community. When I looked then at how the sales would split, I conservatively went with half of them would sell on site in the area and half I would sell, and so therefore I'm selling it wholesale, and then half would sell directly through the website. And so if you split your total margin across those couple of channels, take all your costs out, basically I would average $5.25 per unit in the hand. That isn't too bad, but you know, you've got to now look at volume. How many units do I need to make this worthwhile? So again, as a home business, you know, this isn't the make a, a million Facebook business. As a home business, I thought I'll give myself a very generous wage and not even work full time. So I, I called myself, worked out all the attributes required, probably, you know, if I work three to four days a week, I could earn 80K and in Australia that's a very generous salary. And to do that, I would need to sell 15,000 units. And being that there's about 50 of these silos in Australia and it's continually growing, means I would sell 300, well, I guess, images per silo per annum. And I thought that was doable, 300, you know, you'd sell half, 150 in town for the whole year and you should see the amount of tourists it's pulling. And then half I'd sell online because, yeah, maybe they want to buy another version later or other collectors. And even though I worked it out as a half in manufacture, in wholesale costs and half online, I actually think it'd be 75% online by the time some SEO kicked in. I wanted to work it out on a conservative level. And I've put some links into the silo art trail. I mean, and I said, there's no shortage of tourists and the impacts on the towns are just phenomenal. How are we going? It just sounds so doable, right? And so worthwhile. And actually, I, I worked this out back in 2018, so, you know, over, over four years ago. And I do need to check to see what sort of merchandising has happened because I didn't move forward on this idea. Now, I'm not actually telling you what the merchandise is in case I change my mind because it was pretty unique. But why didn't I do it? What was missing in my business model design? I ticked desirability. I ticked unique and early to market. I ticked feasibility. I mean, I said it's simply printing and selling merchandise. I ticked viability. I can do it. It was a one-person show. None of it was particularly difficult. So what made me decide not to do it? When things are looking good, I dig deeper and I move from a lean canvas to a business model canvas approach. Because I am conservative, I have lost money in my own business once before and I just don't want to do that again. It's hard. It's painful. When you look at a business model canvas or even the lean canvas, all the components on the right are all the customer facing attributes. And again, big tick, relationships, customer segmentation, channels to market, the value proposition. 
we'd covered the problem and the solution already in the Lean Canvas. Then I started looking at the resources required, merchandise, printing, photos. And then I looked at all the what we call the key activities. So what would I really be doing? You know, I'd be ordering, I'd be selling on the web, I'd be managing wholesale and, and marketing. I'd have to outsource the printing and all the purchasing. All very doable for a one-person show. But have you spotted the gap here yet? When I look at my resources, merchandise, buying the merchandise, getting the printing and the photography, where do I get the photos from? Have a think about that. Option one is I could buy them from photographers. They would license them to me, being a commercial purpose, and I would possibly pay royalties. Again, very doable, but it, it did take a dollar off my profit. I would have to sell another 4,000 units. That's okay. It's kind of stretched it a little harder. Option two was to drive around, take photos myself all over Australia. I would need a drone. I mean, these things are enormous and I'd probably need something like a caravan or a Winnebago to be driving all over Australia. Actually, I'm not a drive around Australia person. I'm not a Winnebago person, full stop. Option two is actually not an option. I don't want to drive around with a drone taking photos. It's not me. So I went back to exploring option one. Where could I license the photos? And when I started looking at them, they weren't quality I would desire. They were from the wrong angle for the merchandise in particular. Then option three, yes, there was. And all of this I've summed up so far in like 10 minutes was to hire a drone photographer and get the images and digitally manipulate them myself. Okay, that's feasible. At the end of the day, paying a photographer would consume a year's of my income and would be an ongoing resource challenge. Photographers don't drive all over Australia. This business model was not feasible for me. It might have been for my parents who were driving all over Australia in a Winnebago, but not for me. That's my whirlwind tour example of business design for a small business idea. It's not perfect. I don't talk about taxes, but it's enough to get through a lean canvas and then work out if you need to move into a deeper dive for a business canvas. If you get that far and I was pretty much ready, I was going to print prototypes and they were just going to be manual ones to go and test kind of the response would have been my next step. Take some time to think through your business idea before you invest in it. I have some recommended reading. I have a recommended reading segment. One's from Lean Stack. Why would you use a lean canvas instead of a business model canvas? Love to hear your thoughts. Have a read of it. I've popped all the information, the links in my show notes and on the website. Basically, uh, I've also recommended some books. Okay, so The Lean Startup by Eric Ries and The Business Model Generation by Alexandra Osterwalder and Yves Pignia. You know, they're all must-haves if you're going to be a business designer. So please visit my website, diaryofabusinessdesigner.com. Ask me questions, send feedback. Love to hear from you. Love to hear what you're thinking with the recommended reading. And we will talk to you next time. Bye.